Hello, it is March 17th, 2023. I am Craig Adams. This is going to be a solo update podcast. I'm recording in my apartment in Denver, Colorado. It has been about a month or two since I did some sort of Q&A update. And it's always interesting, like, when, at what point do I feel like I should record one of these? So first and foremost, the title of this video is all about how I'm switching cameras. And if you followed the channel for the last probably maybe six or seven months, I have been shooting iPhone only and doing a big grand test. It really was like an experiment to see if I could shoot everything iPhone only instead of Sony lensed cameras. And this has been something that I've talked about doing for a while, especially once I did a Sony camera camp trip to Glacier National Park. I did a test where I shot some iPhone hiking stuff uh, with Levi and friends. But yeah, I'm going to go through what it was like shooting iPhone for YouTube and everything, and then why I switched to this. So I am holding brand new camera kit. So this is the Sony FX3 Cinema Line uh, mirrorless camera. It's got a flip screen. I've got my microphone on top. And the lens that I'm going with right now is a 20 to 70 f4. So this is a new lens I've never used before, but 20 seems wide enough. It's a full frame camera and it would be really cool to have some 70 telephoto shots for the first time. I've always been around 16 to 35. The camera's new. It's a big boy, about $4,000 full frame. And then the lens is a really cool range, 20 to 70. So why did I try shooting iPhone only? The idea is pretty cool. You know, it's like a phone that a lot of people have. It's this faux pas. It's like, yeah, it's good for social media and maybe photos, but you don't shoot actual travel videos or hiking videos with an iPhone. It's, it's novice, it's beginner, it's not good. And obviously, you know, look at the size of the lens and look at the size and weight comparison between these two. Yeah, this is not gonna be as good. The iPhone struggled in low light. The iPhone struggled with, you know, just data and bit depth. I never attached a microphone to this. So, you know, the audio was definitely not as good. But the pro is that you always have it with you. <laughs> it's always in your pocket and it's connected to the internet and it's much easier just to do everything with this camera instead of just having a camera to like shoot and record and then edit once you're back. So did I enjoy my time? Yes, I did. I really, I really enjoyed shooting iPhone only, especially when I put it on a tripod and did like nice framed locked shots. It looked great in, um, you know, bright sunlight with exposure, but People would always complain about the lack of depth of field and general things. How much do I care about comments and people like complaining in the comments? <sighs> I shouldn't. And I personally love creators who shoot vlogs and home video type stuff and travel stuff just on iPhone, uh, but tell a good story and you know, do good editing and there's a lot of context and emotion and, and just context with the shots. I guess what bothers me is just like this filmmaking audience that 
only cares about the image quality and not the story behind. And obviously, if I get some comments that are negative about like, you know, why would you switch? This looks like trash. You're shooting on a potato, blah, 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 blah. You know, go back to the pro cameras. We hate your stuff now. Uh, it's not healthy to just focus on that because it's a very small, loud minority uh, when there is, you know, enough people who still love my stuff. So, but that just goes in hand in hand with like not letting feedback affect you negatively. Some feedback is good though, especially feedback that comes from yourself. <laughs> I do miss shooting, you know, for over probably 15 years, I was shooting on cameras like this, maybe, yeah, 15 years uh, with lenses um, going from Canon to Sony. And I just, I miss, I miss this a bit. I miss the audio, the quality, just the setting up shots aspect focus, like dialing in the focus is nice. And I think I got used to the iPhone footage so much that sometimes I would stumble upon another hiking video or a travel video on YouTube. And the 4k resolution would kick in on my 4k monitor. And I'd be like, wow, <laughs> this looks amazing. I almost forgot what you know, pro camera footage looked like in native resolution. Because it's one thing if you're watching iPhone footage on an iPhone, it's a lot closer to pro camera footage on an iPhone. But when you have a 4K monitor, it's a bit different. It hits a little differently. <laughs> and there are no rules. I can do whatever I want. You know, if I want to shoot just iPhone, you know, there's nothing really stopping me other than just expectations and pressure from external sources, you know, and it's my choice to let those through the door or not to let them affect me or not. But I'm going to call it a test period. I learned a lot. It's all about minimalism. It's all about testing, knowing, and, uh, yeah, just constantly experimenting with things. But the iPhone filmmaking test is complete. <laughs> I'm going back to Sony cameras. So what am I going to shoot with these cameras? You know, I'm going to shoot my normal stuff, uh, travel and hiking. And I'm still not sure about family home vlog stuff. I'm thinking about maybe shooting just the trips in that, like with Mika and whatnot and Sasha. And if I just have everyday stuff, I might make like reels or like vertical for iPhone with iPhone, but we'll see. I can do whatever. So next I wanted to talk about the Taiwan videos and how strange that was. Never before have I had like a uh, video like be shot and then have to sit for so long, you know? I, I've always shot, edited, and published my videos at least within a week or two, maybe three, but this was four or five months after the project. So it was weird to post that late, you know, but it was a fun trip and I like this style of doing city travel and what to do and what to see and then like hiking and separating those two. And I could have done that with my most recent Mexico video, but uh, I'll talk about why they didn't turn into two videos. So to explain why I did Taiwan and why it turned out like with a late publish, uh, I was invited by 
the government of Taiwan tourism to come and shoot a video and it was during quarantine. That's also another thing. Like people watching the video are like so confused about the quarantine stuff and uh, the regulations and the visas when, you know, that was a while ago and it's changed. But yes, they paid me an amount to come and shoot two videos. I was in and out, you know, flights, hotels, everything taken care of. So it was definitely more of a job. Like I loved Taiwan and I loved visiting, but the the schedule was not really my own. And uh, it was just, it was like a very tight project and difficult with the quarantine period at the beginning. So the view counts on the video are just like super low. And you know, that may be because the iPhone aspect, it might be, the thumbnail, the title, who knows, you know, it's, it's kind of a mystery. Uh, but in general, you know, the algorithm is the people, the algorithm is the audience and the audience did not respond as normal and, uh, YouTube did not recommend it to other people. So, you know, there has to be success to get more success. So, you know, it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> It's just like fortunate that that was like one of the biggest paychecks I made that year. And I guess the value shifted in that direction more, just like getting paid to do a project rather than getting paid in reach and growth. You know, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if I made any new subscribers from those videos or like, you know, extended my reach and following. It may be even that I lost some subscribers with those two published videos just because people didn't like them as much. But like I said, the value shifted more towards money and experience. Like I had a wonderful experience. And with my travel, I'm also kind of shifting towards more of just doing things that I want to do and documenting that instead of going out of my way to like do what is I expect people to like or make a good YouTube video. So, I think that's healthier, you know, it's, it's all choice, but like, I don't know. Cause like, what did I do in Taiwan? I walked around a lot. I got food and coffee and I looked at cats and did a little hike. And you know, that's just like things that I want to be doing. So in the titling and positioning of my videos, I kind of gravitate towards eight days in Taiwan, five days in Mexico city, instead of how to spend five days or here's the best 10 things you should do. It's more about just like me documenting whatever I'm up to rather than like prescribing travel advice. Here's what I did, take it or leave it, rather than here's what you should do, here's how to do it. So this Mexico video was posted six hours ago and it's performing pretty similar to the Taiwan video, way lower than usual, especially with the silent hiking videos from like last year. But I'm so proud of it. You know, other than the fact that it was shot on iPhone, I think it's a dope video. I think there's a lot of editing. It's really helpful to anyone who's thinking about going to Mexico and I'm proud of it. I'm happy with how, how it came out and I'm, I'm happy with the outcome. It was something that I genuinely wanted to do with Mika. It was a nice little vacation and I could have very well just gone on the trip and not documented anything or made a video, 
but I actually enjoyed making the video on top of the, the vacation because it helped me, you know, get in my comfort zone and just like do a little bit more research um, just to be prepared. So I'm happy. I'm happy with it. I also think the thumbnail is dope. I'm, I'm going to go back through all of my like travel videos and redo the thumbnail template for that. Like the collage, three photos, banner kind of thing. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. So someone on Instagram asked about the meetup in that video and my plans for those in the future. Yeah, like almost like all of the destinations that I have coming up for this year, there's almost like a city and then a hike. I'm trying to do like one video all about the trip, like what I eat, see hotels and, and sightseeing and whatnot. It's very well possible to do a meetup in each of these cities. And I loved uh, the one in Mexico because I partnered with a local outdoor apparel company uh, who showed up and I got to hang out with, and then like a local coffee shop, just pairing all those things together, like local subscribers, local business, local coffee shop, like doing that for each trip would be a really cool way to meet some people and just like meet some people. <laughs> people on Instagram also asked about ChatGPT and AI. And I actually have been playing around with ChatGPT just a tiny bit and I used it for the description in the Mexico YouTube video, like the little paragraph uh, describing uh, Mexico City and the trip. Would I use it in the future? It might be good to like add little bio descriptions for each video, just so like the Altavia 2, like I could just go to ChatGPT and be like, write me a YouTube description about hiking the Altavia 2 in Italy. And I'm sure it'd come up with like a nice little paragraph I could just plug and play into the YouTube video. I'm sure there are other ways to use it, um, but until they make a ChatGPT video version that like you type and then it spits out a video or an animation, um, you know, I'm just gonna keep focusing on what this new technology can't do. People on Instagram asked about budget versus luxury travel. And I'm just going to travel the way I want to. And if sponsors or tourism boards provide something extra or special for the trip, you know, I'm going to include that and disclose it in a healthy way. But I just want to travel the way I want to. And uh, it's different. Everyone travels differently. Everyone's in different points of their lives. So no one should be triggered by like me spending X amount on a dinner or coffee or something. And back in the day when I was a bachelor and doing a lot of the solo nomad travel, uh, I was living budget so much. Like I was eating budget, I was staying at budget places, I was taking buses and doing all of that. Like the cheapest flight, uh, trying to mooch off of friends or sponsors or companies as much as I could. But things are different. My tastes have changed uh, and it's way different when you have a wife or a family. And the hike in the Mexico video, I originally planned for it to be a separate video, uh, but it was just short and not very fun. And honestly, like making a video about it would be weird because I almost don't recommend anyone to do it. It's like a dry, boring volcano hike. <laughs> I didn't really have fun up there and it's quite difficult and the payoff just isn't that great. So, and once again, I shot the video on iPhone and I just, I don't think silent static hiking videos on iPhone are going to do well or be worth posting. So now that I have this, I can get back to making proper silent solo hiking videos. 
So what is next? It is mid-March and I have, you know, some things planned, but I do have loose plans for destinations. The next being Madeira off the coast of Portugal. People call it the Hawaii of Europe. I think it's going to become way more popular, especially when people like myself are making videos about it. It might already start to become like Iceland popular. But I'm looking at flights and possibly going end of March for probably like maybe a week, week and a half. I've seen people do a lot of just a uh, road trip around the island sightseeing travel videos, but I would like to hike. And I do know that there's a trail that goes all the way across the island, transcontinental, and I think it's tough, but I would like to do it. And it will be the first test with this new camera. And I am excited to like properly do a multiple day silent hiking video for the entire hike, but then also make a video off to the side that is more like the Mexico City video with me talking through the whole itinerary of the trip, including the costs and all the things that I did and see, saw. So I think that's a good plan. I'm excited about that. I just have to get there. It's a tough flight from Denver. After that, Cyprus in late April. Cyprus is an island in the Mediterranean and it's all confirmed. It's working with the tourism board of Cyprus. So it's an expense paid kind of thing. I'm doing a shoot with Mika for them there. And then I'm just going off on my own to sightsee around the island just to make my own video uh, separate from theirs. I've done a bit of research on like where I would want to stay. The little day hikes that I would do that would be included in the video. Uh, there wouldn't be like a separate silent hiking video for this one, as well as just like the food I want to try and like little stuff like that. And then right after that, Mika and I are planning to move back to New York City. So early May, uh, we should be back probably looking at apartments in Williamsburg or Greenpoint. We moved to Denver almost a year ago and we get it. You know, we, we do like it, the outdoor stuff, the mountains, the open space, uh, you know, it's a different vibe over here. And I understand why like outdoorsy active people who like to go to breweries and have dogs and stuff like that, love it out here. But we came here not knowing anybody and have made some friends. And I do see like a community growing and potential for like having friends and, and building something here. But we just miss the city. We miss all of our friends in the city. I miss being able to drive to my family down in Virginia and also flying to visit uh, Mika's family and having them visit us in the city. Just walking around New York City, having the coffee, the food, all of the little parks and buildings, having people fly to you to visit, you know, and like hang out during their vacation to New York City. As a creator, it has a fantastic community of other video creators and filmmakers, and we just miss it dearly. We love New York City. I personally grew up in farmland and went to a very small school and pictured, you know, raising a family like that and never thought of potentially raising a family in a city like New York City. But that's kind of changing. You know, I see it's possible. I've actually met some of Mika's friends who have children who live in the city. It would be pretty cool. I think it's pretty exciting to like potentially raise 
kids in the city. So until then, when I'm not traveling, I'm going to continue to walk around Sloan's Lake, which is a, a three mile loop lake near where I live. And it's just been so great to have that, you know, within walking distance of our apartment. It's been pretty cool having a car and being able to drive around to do things instead of just having to take the subway or Ubers. And until we move, I'm going to try to do as many hikes with Sasha as possible. There's still a ton of snow in the mountains here on the range, uh, but I would like to try to like push the limit of what Sasha and I, and I can do and hopefully do at least the 14er before we have to drive back across the country in our Subaru. When COVID happened, New York City was definitely not the same. I had a lot of friends leave and just things change. And I felt the need to get away from the city to try living in a different city and just having a different life, a slower, you know, bigger apartment, having a car, doing that whole thing. And I tried it, but I yearn for her, you know, all the relationships I had in New York City and just the city, the city lifestyle. So for that, I would probably just do like vertical phone stuff for Instagram. I don't think I would make a YouTube video about the move specifically. In June, I do have Switzerland scheduled. I haven't booked flights, but my plan is to do some kind of Swiss hike, uh, maybe two. I have two marked uh, and then an event with a friend there. And then the plan is to go directly from that to Faroe Islands. Doing a road trip with day hikes in the Faroe Islands and doing a lot of drone shots just seems really cool. And I'm really excited about that trip. Once again, a difficult flight logistically to get to because uh, I think I have to get there from Europe, but that should be really cool. Everything I've seen about the Faroe Islands has been like otherworldly and just gorgeous. One small random thing, I had a producer uh, representing a Nepalese Sherpa like reach out to me asking for collaboration on a project. This Nepalese mountaineer person is attempting uh, a world record, breaking his own world record of climbing all of the highest peaks for the third time now. And they were asking if I wanted to shoot a documentary about it which is an interesting idea, but it's just not really what I do. And it's, it's just silly to have that opportunity, which seems right up my alleyway. And I think a younger Craig would have done that, but you know, really thinking about it, I just have more fun and it's easier and probably more profitable to just shoot my own YouTube videos. And that's definitely a theme that I've learned over the past couple of years. Like sometimes it's easier just to say no to most things and just do what I know to be easier and more fun. And like the more I control a project, usually the better the outcome is. So I'm kind of weary of letting travel boards like plan my itinerary or send me on trips to do things when I could just go to that place and book it myself and do exactly what I want to do. All in all, sometimes things seem better than they actually are if you don't know what you're doing. A lot of times when people ask where my focus is and what I do, the best answer I can kind of give them right now is that I have my interests and I use video and content creation to incentivize me to do the things that I want to do. So I want to hike. So I make hiking videos to make money, to do research, to make me want to do it more. I want to travel, so making travel videos helps me do that. I want to run more, so I could make running or trail running videos. I think that's just the simplest way that I can describe what I do. 
I remember wanting to have more conversations with other creators, so that's why I did the podcast and interviews when I did. Yeah, I think community and just content creation in general and having a following and publishing your own content is just a really powerful way to enable good habits. So yeah, and I'm going to wrap it up very soon. Uh, thank you for watching. If you are your YouTube member, and I really appreciate that. I'm going to be posting more YouTube member only content on my YouTube channel for people like you. And if you're listening to the audio of this, hopefully you're out for a walk. It's really healthy. Uh, and I get a lot of joy from just going on long walks with Sasha and listening to podcasts because I feel like I'm catching up with, you know, my favorite creators or friends that I'm not able to see in person or chat with. And thank you to the people who asked questions on Instagram. It's helpful to get a sense of like what you're wondering because I could just come up with my own list of things to talk about, but I think it's good and healthy to have a balance of what I think I should talk about and what you think I should talk about. And lastly, what I've been loving recently has been listening to AOMG, which stands for Above Ordinary uh, Music Gang. I don't know what the ending is, but they're just like DJ sets on YouTube that I've been listening to. Uh, I've also just been inspired by Contra Franta's um, running videos and just like little update reels. They're kind of refreshing as well as, you know, just the news that Pudes and Marzia are pregnant and having a baby. It seems like we're kind of following in their footsteps and, you know, I just love watching his Japan vlogs and getting updates about his family, like his new dog and this new pregnancy. So yeah, thank you for watching and uh, listening and peace.